Welcome to Giant Size Man Things. This is Steve Garnett. I'm Aaron Kelly. And I'm Jimmy 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 Rouse. This is the only show that invites its viewers to go see movies with them like we did today. That's right. No one shows up. You never know. Maybe somebody was there lost in the yeah, crowd. We really don't know. It was actually a sellout to be... You know, it's funny because I actually did notice a lot of people that I know, yeah. not know well, you know, not like good buddies with them, but I saw, did see a lot of people in the showing that I know, and you never know, they like, might have came yeah, there because like, of us. Who like knows? Tyrone. With. Yeah. He actually did come because of us. Really? Yeah, he was asking about it last night. Is he a big superhero fan? Yeah, he like reads comic books all the time, but he, he reads them on his I think the guy who's, whose testicles brushed up against me and you, I think he came because of our invite too, but yeah, I think man. he just wanted to Teabag the both of you. He, uh, he got he got me. I'll say that he got he definitely got me. That was so fucked up. Well, anyway, we'll get the Age of Ultron here in a second. This is our Age of Ultron Avengers spectacular episode, pretty much. Uh, this is the giant size Age of Ultron edition. Um, let's go ahead and get started with our picks of the week because you guys know it was free comic book day and we had our regular comic book day, so that gave us a lot of comic books to have to pick from this oh, week. Oh yeah, a bunch of comics. What's yours, Steve? Well, I'm going to go ahead and straight up say that my pick of the week, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say an honorable mention was Convergence 4 because something happens in it and I don't want to give anything away. Because I know you guys haven't read it yet and maybe some of our listeners haven't. Okay. But something happens in it that is a could potentially be a huge turnaround of events and I'm not going to say what it is. But that's my honorable mention. My actual pick of the week is the free comic book day comic, Secret War Zero. The reason why is because it has a, ne- a nice introduction to Secret War story. And in the back, the other half of the book is the uh, Marvel, uh, the Avengers Attack on Titans crossover book. And uh, it's just a, you know, it's, it's, it's not like a heavy story or anything, but it's just awesome seeing the Avengers go up against the Titans. And uh, it's a, it's actually just a fun short read. It's really cool. The art's awesome. It's the first time it's been published in America in English and in color, I think. Yeah. I know for sure about the English. Uh, and I will say that uh, once, once, when you, if you've got a chance to pick up that book, as soon as the Guardians of the Galaxy show up, in your head you will hear Hooked on a Feeling. I swear to you. <laughs> and that's my pick of the week. Awesome, awesome. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do mine. Uh, My pick this week was Batman 40. A classic. I almost almost did not read. Also, I've just deafened all of you by slamming this uh, little notepad on the the, uh, table here. I'm really sorry about that. It's a bad habit that I haven't tried to stop. But anyway, Batman 40. (laughs) I almost didn't read this book because it was spoiled for me. Wednesday when you know but Dude, that book I was think, spoiled for me immediately. Yeah, it was before, spoiled like a month yeah. before it ever even came yeah. out. Well, see all right, I had managed to avoid all of that. You know, uh, but I you know, I, I went I went over to the comic book store on Wednesday and within probably an hour I pulled out my phone and scrolled through Facebook and people were posting pictures of the ending pages, talking about it and just assholes. You're all assholes. Why do people do that? <laughs> do not post the ending, especially an ending like that, for a book that just came out today. If we want to see, if we want to see know? the comic book on the internet before we get a chance to read it, we'll just download it and and and, and read it on the internet. Yes, we don't want to see a Facebook snap of the ending of a comic book we're trying to read. For God's sakes! 
So anyway, yes, yeah, so on, on Batman uh, number 40 is the last issue uh, leading into Convergence. Uh, there is a huge explosive ending, uh, and it, it's, it's very integral to the story, I guess you could say, and, and really sets up the ongoing post-Convergence book uh, quite a bit. So if you get a chance, read it. Good luck with that, though, because it has sold out everywhere and is already in a second printing. Yeah, it's got there's uh, three three variants, I believe. Four variants. The second printing is the the, the blue one. Yeah, the blue the that blue cover I guess that you showed me was the second printing, and then there was the uh, the movie cover because this book is actually quite quite overdue. Uh, the movie cover from last month variant, which is the mask, which was the Joker as the mask that from the Jim Carrey movie. And then there is one that uh, Andy Kubert did, um, which is apparently highly sought after. Yes. Since I saw two of them auctioned off yesterday at Mountain Empire for nearly $100 separately. And it's an All Jokers, right? Yeah, Yeah, All Jokers. Yeah. So that was my pick. What's your pick? Uh, My pick is a book I've been waiting on, and it was actually supposed to come out like the beginning of March. It got delayed. Uh, it's the debut issue uh, from Black Mask Comics. I've talked about them before when uh, We Can Never Go Home. And yeah. Space Riders, I think I've talked about. Uh, the book is called Mayday. And uh, Mayday is about this washed up like Hollywood director slash screenwriter who won an Oscar. Studio gave him a bunch of money to make a second film. Instead of making a second film, he just decided he was going to do drugs, chase whores. He, uh, this is the plot that Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. He, uh, <laughs> he, That's it. he, it kind of sounds like the plot to my life. In this issue, he meets and they become kind of partners. He meets this uh, transgender woman who owns a bar and they team up and they discover, they find this map and they discover that this map, or excuse me, they stumble upon this satanic cult who has a map that is going to start sacrificing people in Los Angeles. So they're kind of like, you know, they're trying to stop this satanic cult, try to save people's lives. It's only, I think, going to be a four-part miniseries. And while I'm talking about it, I know a lot of stuff gets optioned for movies and blah, blah, blah. It never happened. Uh, Tim Kring, the guy behind NBC's Heroes, has already picked this up. I mean, picked this up to the point that he already has a staff of writers, and they are currently writing and developing this into a TV show. Cool. It came out Wednesday, was picked up Friday, like staff of writers. But like I wanted said, to it, pick it, that comic up, but I couldn't find any copies of it. No, you can, but, uh, and like I said, you know, it had been delayed. So, I mean, I think, you know, the whole premise of this comic had been out for a while. Um, Their like next said, book is on my pull list. Which one? Young Terrorists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, uh, and uh, Black Mask, they're, I expect them to keep getting bigger. Uh, it's co-owned by Steve Niles, who's uh, I Love the October Faction. He does. He also did, what, 30 Days of Night. 30, yeah, he did the Batman. Dude, that God Killer and, book they did is pretty cool, too. Yeah. I only read one issue, um, but I liked it, and I just never got to pick up any It's, all, it's uh, co-owned by Steve Niles and Brett Gerowitz, who is the guitarist for the punk band Bad Religion. So cool. there you go. Uh, they're picking up everything I've read. I've read three three books now. They're all gold. So that's awesome, man. I I like to see I like to see a new a new company start out yeah. and, and just immediately immediately start out with really good books coming out. You know, yeah. it's like if if they if they screw around too long and put out mediocre books, I think it hurts yeah. them and really I mean, badly. They they have been around. Uh, when we were at Mountain Empire yesterday. Randomly, I was going to see if John had any copies of any, and he happened to have the fourth issue of Ballistic. 
and uh, it's the only issue he had. He's the only black mask. Ballistic was Grant Morrison's favorite comic of 2013. So that that <laughs> book is set in Mount Empire for at least two years now, and is still on the new release shelf because I don't think anybody realized that it's not a new book. But uh, <laughs> it's there, and that's the only issue there. So you know, I couldn't just buy it and hop yep. into it. But uh, anyway, that's my pick of the week. <laughs> Awesome. Good picks, okay. boys. Um, you know, I was uh, kind of going back and forth on it. I hadn't officially decided if I was going to buy the season pass for Batman Arkham Knight. But they released uh, the Batgirl downloadable content, and it looks awesome. And now I'm sold. I'm it sold. Does. It, it does. I thought, I thought the, 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 DLC, the season pass for the DLC... Just based on the initial, you know, the initial releases, like okay, here's what's going to be in it. I thought it was worth it at that point. But I did too, but there was some things because of the kind of gamer that I am. There were some parts of it where it's like, well, I, I won't ever use this feature. And I was thinking about maybe I'll just buy the ones that I want right. instead of getting the whole season pass. But now there's enough content in the season pass to meet my specific needs to warrant buying it. Yeah. So, and the Batgirl hell, stuff, I was looking at that. That Batgirl right costume. We started recording. Yeah, it it's looks, wicked. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's it's almost uh, it's it's almost a, a melding of the current costume in the comics and the original costume. Yeah, you know, which that's pretty cool. I think I think it's you know you kind of you kind of can't you shouldn't forget where the character came from. You know. No. What else we got? Anything uh, else? I mean, I, I have something really random I'll throw out. Okay. Uh, Vince Gilligan, creator of Breaking Bad, whatever, he has came out and said that there is a businessman who's actually wanting to make Los Polios Hermanos a, a real, real chain. A real chain. <laughs> I'm that not would making be this hilarious, up. man. Uh, and and you so know, ridiculous, I'm sure it would actually. probably start out, obviously, in Albuquerque, and it maybe grow from there, maybe never grow from there. Because uh, the restaurant that was used is this place called Twisters. But, uh, Twisters. I, I read that this week randomly, and I was like, that's cool to know that there's somebody well, I mean, out there that is willing to pay... To get this made and have the menu and this and that, so <laughs> you know that's it. that's interesting. But but you know it also might attract the wrong clientele. <laughs> well, you know you would have people reenact scenes like you know people go and throw pizza on that poor woman's house. You know, so you would have you know you may <laughs> have a guy sitting about there that. all day and night, you know, waiting to speak to the manager. You know, you may have stuff like that happen. You know, but I don't know. I read that and that's for some reason just popped back in my head. But. uh I don't have anything else other than Ultra. Well, I mean, they might as well capitalize on it. I saw Los Polos, uh, Polos Hermanos uh, t-shirts at Target last week. So, you know, yeah. they've already got people advertising a, a chicken joint that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Create a brand before you even have a product. All right. Cool. I've done it again. I'm laying that down and putting it away from me now. All right. Today, um, we went... And saw a movie. We did. We saw Avengers Age of Ultron. Did you guys like the movie? I think it was... I don't think it was as good as the first movie. I don't think it's necessarily a bad movie. And there are some plot holes. But I don't have a problem with that. I guess we should start... Yeah. You know, state at this point... If you haven't seen this movie yet, you need to turn off this podcast. Yeah, this is a spoiler-filled episode. Because this is what we're planning on talking about probably for the rest of the episode. So come back and listen to this episode after you see Age of Ultron if you haven't seen it yet. But probably you have, right? Yeah, I thought we were the only three people that hadn't seen it yet. But uh, Yeah. I was. Yeah. Hel- we held off to give yeah. you guys a chance to go see it. 
I had people texting me last night about like asking me questions about the movie that I would not have expected would even watch the movie until it was at the three dollar theater, you know, in second run. And so I was really surprised when they're like, really? This is already going on? It's like, ah, I've not seen it yet. <laughs> so how did you feel, Steve? I thought it was awesome. I fucking loved it. Um, so what are the plot holes that you're concerned about? Um, well, I'm not really that concerned about the plot holes except for the whole destruction of Ultron, which they failed to do. They point blank say in the movie that they have to destroy him completely. Like you know, it's like there there can be no other Ultrons to escape, and they missed one. I caught it during the film. Which one? The one that was driving the truck. That is true. And that big uh, truck where they were trying to get the uh, whatever the. Well, I think it would be safe to say that even if maybe we didn't see them destroy him, they probably was killed simply because at the end of the movie when. Vision is talking to the last Ultron. He calls him out and says he's the last one. Surely he would know, right? Maybe, maybe not. I feel like he would because he's like a computer, too. He's probably hooked into the network. He probably knew where all of them were. There's also the thing that they, the thing that the, the uh, Nick Fury talks about with uh, Black Widow at the end. They don't know that that was a Quinjet that crashed into the ocean. You mean with the whole point of the Hulk going AWOL? Is yeah. that what you're... Well, I, I, I think you'll just have to wait till maybe Civil War to yeah. see where Hulk Oh, is. yeah. I mean, I'm um, sure... You know, they're, they're going to go back. Maybe Nick Fury does now. This... The film he is... He knows a lot of shit that... That's true, but... From, this is a secret of God. Like, professional critics, from fans, from nerds. It's been hit and miss. Some people love it. Some people aren't liking it. I went into it thinking I wouldn't enjoy it that great, and I ended up loving it. Oh, I, um, I didn't dislike it at all. I think it's great. I just said I didn't think it was a good... The biggest plot hole, and I guess it's nothing, I mean, that that got me was the last time you see Iron Man in Iron Man 3, he's done. Yeah. And then here he is, and there's no, like, when the hell did he come back? Why is he back? I mean, it's we, just he's there, you know? They, they, he, he's Iron Man. He doesn't... Ne- I just watched Iron Man 3, like, two days ago, randomly. And uh, he doesn't—he doesn't necessarily say that he's done being Iron Man. He says he's starting a new slate. And and when and the impression I got because I knew he was in Age of Ultron, obviously when I watched it, the impression I got from it was that he was going to re- start rebuilding his suits, and because he got rid of all of them, you know, and he, so he's going to start a new slate. So he's going to build a new suit. Uh, but obviously, it showed what he was trying to do. He was trying to make it to where he didn't have to be in the suits, and he had all those police type. Drones. drones out there like that, that. I thought that meant like that made sense. See, I don't. I, I'm wondering if there's a way. I, I need to go back and re- rewatch Iron Man three and see if there's an, uh, a way to establish. Movie. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. When I rewatched a point it in time where that happens because that, I mean that's also the uh, that was also the introduction to extremists, which they talk about in Agents of Shield in the first season quite a bit. So it clearly like it, it clearly happens before Agents of Shield, and this okay, yeah, that gives me my timeline right there, you know. So this is after this is after that, but you know, I mean, he he was all he was always a consultant anyway, yeah. you know. I mean, visually it was great. The fight scenes were great. Oh yeah, the score was great. Um, going into it, I was worried, and it, it's what worries me about the Dawn of Justice. 
is you know I you know I wouldn't have known this. You obviously have the Avengers and they're throwing in Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Ultron, Vision. Yeah. I was worried they're throwing in too much shit. It's going to be clustered. It worked. I mean, it worked because it really wasn't that clustered. You know, I thought you're throwing way too much stuff into this. Uh, so that was something that bothered me going in. Uh, the creation of Vision was pretty, pretty much accurate with the comic. Yeah, that, um, was, that was cool. The creation of Ultron really wasn't. Uh, no, not at all. But but you know, I mean, they they have to pick it. They, yeah, they, I they, mean, I well, obviously, yeah. I've seen a lot of people pissed off that obvi- the obvious thing about Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch—they are not mutants. Yeah, they are. They, they never refer to pretty them. much completely different characters. And I didn't see the. I didn't see the. And here's a giant spoiler. I didn't see Quicksilver dying, but I did. My eyes were opened at that part. Yeah. Well, no, I mean... Ah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, here's the thing is... Uh, <laughs> whatever. And obviously, contract's going to be negotiated, I guess, way before whenever uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson signed on. He only ever signed on for one film. Yeah. So, when he got spoiled to me like a, three weeks ago that he died, I was like, well, there you go. That's why he only had one film. It doesn't bother me that he died because, to me, it looked like, to me, Marvel was just like, oh, yeah, our Quicksilver's way cooler. Well... Absolutely. I liked him so much more than the Days of Future Past Quicksilver that was like a stupid what's, what's doofus Chris, teenager Chris, idiot. What's his name? Evans? From American Horror name, Story. The guy that, that was... You know, they're both from Kick-Ass. They yeah. both fucking played Quicksilver. Uh, but what's-his-name is back is in uh, Age of Apocalypse. All I can but, think whenever I see that guy is fucking American Horror Story. <laughs> um, and he has such a fucking goofy look on his face all the time. I'm like... I enjoyed him in this movie, though, you know? Or, wait, are you I'm talking, talking about the Days of Future Past oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. No, I actually loved the Quicksilver in this movie. It sucks that he died, because yeah. I actually thought he was cool. That was so, one of my That scene yeah. where yeah. the bullet grazes him, and he turns around and puts his arms up. Yeah. Like, Seriously? Like, really? And there was a lot of humor awesome. in this film that worked. Uh, some people were saying the, humors didn't, the humor didn't work. I thought it worked. It was good superhero banter. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, and this is not really a complaint. I thought the they did a lot of emotional character building in this. One of my cons I and wrote that down... Might, that might strike me as being a little bit of a con. I think, I think it maybe took a little bit away. I, I didn't... It, I think it broke up the flow of the film a little too much. I personally was not big on the whole uh, Black Widow Hulk... Romance. Romance they tried to do or did. I wasn't too big on well, that. I mean, it's not really Black Widow Hulk. It's Black Widow... And Banner. Banner. But, I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't too big on that. I mean, if, you know, if I was like, there's one. Well, it didn't work out like, for him, obviously. So now, one thing that I thought was really cool that they put in was that you know the whole scene where this Scarlet Witch is screwing with everybody's heads uh, was you know when you go back and you see how she was trained, like the training school was disguised as a ballet academy and all of this stuff, and that's something that they've with Black kind of, Widow, yeah. You know, that, that's something that they've kind of written into the character over the past probably 10 years there's more than one Black Widow right that's just a code name you know uh, I, I actually really liked this Scarlet Witch character I thought she was sweet yeah you know I was I was expecting it to come off hokey or be really downplayed uh, she was a far more focal character than I thought that, that they were going to have her be she's going to be in the uh, Avengers now well yeah you know and, and you know I mean this is the uh, you know at the end of the scene we see the changing of the cast members you know Hulk, Hulk is you know, run off by himself, which is typical. You know, that's a, that's that's integral to that character. You know, yeah. he has to go off by himself. That's the way it is. Um, but you know, you you kind of see this changing of the guard at the end of the film, and I thought that was that was really cool because 
I heard people talking, you know, when we were in the bathroom and when we were walking out of the theater, they were talking about that. And the way that affected them watching the movie was the same way the cast change affected everybody the first time it happened. You know, in the comics, everybody, you know, nobody really saw that coming. It's like, oh, well, who are these B-list characters that are suddenly Avengers with, especially with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, you know, and little variations on the story you know that that second team of Avengers with Quicksilver Scarlet Witch that was where Hawkeye was inducted actually he was never one of the founding Avengers they were all criminals like they were all reformed criminals um, for a variety of reasons you know right but I'm wondering if the you know them killing off Quicksilver may have something to do with the fact that they didn't use Scarlet Witch in the X-Men movies even though she was supposedly a mutant yeah, but they did use Quicksilver in the X Men movies, so maybe it's like okay, we've got the, we've got Quicksilver too, but we're gonna kill him. I yeah. I did like the Marvel Studios version a lot better. Thought it was yeah. way cooler of a character, had more personality. Yeah, and like I said, I thought the, uh, the you know we were talking about Mark Millar on last week's episode uh, having characters that he had, he had created show up on the screen. You know, that's Hawkeye's family and Laura Barton. That's pretty cool. Uh, and Steve and I were talking about this outside when we first got here. Uh, that, you know, if you've not read the second Ultimates book, they are kind of integral to that story very early on. Uh, there's a huge change in Hawkeye's character. And it was it was because of some stuff that went down with his family. Uh, so I'm wondering if that might be some lead in for one of the upcoming movies because they are trying they're trying to do more with his character yeah um whatever it was a few months ago when the uh, Savage Hulk Pop Funko spoiler for Avengers remember that's what pulled the Star Wars Hot Topic variant off the shelf yeah, yeah was, we never saw him did you guys read about yeah, I saw. I, I didn't actually read it, but I saw that he was originally. They were thinking about putting whenever Grey Hulk in there. The scene was when, whenever uh, for the Hulkbuster fight, whenever like Scarlet Witch is possessing his mind, he was going to be gray for that scene. Yeah. The significance was why he's not himself. He would be gray, and I guess visually they just decided to keep it green. But I mean, I don't know if it says anything. But like, well, you know, I mean, bringing Grey Hulk into it changes. I mean, that's a whole story in and of itself. You know, the the multiple personas having different colors, and yeah. you know, the because when the, you know when the Hulk originally appeared in that that first six issues, you know, back in the sixties, he was gray, but that was a that was a screw up. You know, yeah, he wasn't supposed to be gray. He was supposed to be green, and the 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 printer screwed up the ink or or miscolored it, whatever. I don't know exactly how that went down, but the that first storyline, he came out gray, and he was never supposed to be gray. So, but they ended up writing that into the Hulk's history. So, right. you um, know, uh, people who <clears throat> a lot of people I talk to that don't like the movie or hear about uh, it's because it's not like the comics. It can't be exactly like. The but comics. this, and uh, I have two things to say about it not being like the comics and about it, it having a weak story or whatever. Right. This is a movie that you are not supposed to just go watch as a standalone movie. No. When you read a comic book series, there's going to be issues that are lighter on story and more heavy on action or yeah. whatever. You know, it's all part of one big story. Absolutely. For example, if you watch the last episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
right before going to see Age of Ultron, it leads straight into it. it almost feels like it's the prequel to the movie. Like it, like it, that last episode of Agents of Shield ends or leads into they're finding out that Hydra is doing te- like testing and stuff on and keeping captive people who are enhanced, right? Right. And then they go to this one base and free this person and. Uh, when they get there, they go to get into the computer system. They find out that at that other base that they have Loki's staff, staff and uh, that they're holding more enhanced people there and stuff. And and then Coulson's all like, "It's time to call out the Avengers." Next scene, the Avengers are going to do that. Yeah. So I mean, I thought that was cool. It made that scene a whole lot cooler. Yeah. And I have to say, whoever clipped together the trailers for this movie did a brilliant job because. Just about everything you see in the trailers is from the first, what, 15 minutes of the movie? Maybe 20? I think so. Except for the ending of Mom and the Vision. Yeah. In the Hulkbuster fight. And that wasn't very far into the movie either, though. I mean... I don't know. You know, That I was wish, a cool fight, though. I wish they never would have showed was, that. It was, and... and uh, I wish again, they never would have showed that in the trailer, because I wish I would have went into that not knowing that yeah. scene was there. Yeah, know? me too. Because that was... And the, scene, the scene's deceptive, because, I mean, I, I assumed that that fight was happening in New York in the trailer, yeah. you know, or some, you know, Los Angeles, some other and I assumed American it wasn't city over it's not. his mind being, you yeah. know, played with. I assumed it was just they had a fucking argument and got into it, you know? Yeah. I didn't... But yeah, uh, yeah, and for those of you who don't know, in the original story, the the Hulk was one of the founding Avengers, but only for one freaking issue, and then he was gone because Loki convinced uh, convinced the Hulk to uh, to attack New York City, and the Avengers go to stop him. And when they get there, they end up clearing everything up, and it's like, oh no, Loki has manipulated you. So he switched, you know, he turned around, joins them, fights Loki. End of the story. He leaves because you know. I mean, he's a monster. He's not. The it's it's kind of mindless raging Hulk. Yeah. You know. And uh, what I was saying a second ago, just to finish this up. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, people who get upset about changes made in the movies that aren't how it is in the comics. That would be like uh, going to see the new Planet of the Apes movies and being pissed off that they're not the Charleston Heston version. Right. Like it's different. You know, it's a different version. It's a different interpretation. Yeah. It's okay to make changes and stuff like that, I think. I agree. I, and, you know, I mean, we've, we've probably talked about this before, but, you know, some there are things that happen on a comic book page that are okay. They work. They're not going to work on film. What, the, the big one that I always mention when I talk about stuff like this with people is Watchmen. Watchmen. You know, in the Watchmen graphic novels... The, big, the squid thing, yeah. The big scare, the you know, the big thing that is is you know is, that happens at the end of the story is this giant pink octopus squid monster that has been genetically engineered by um, Ozymandias's scientists, and then he teleports it to New York, so right? Attacks so they can come back and be you know save the world and be heroes. That don't work on the screen. Yeah, in the movie, it's, it's not, a bomb, it, right? Yeah, I yeah. walked out. You know, even though I'd read the story and knew what it was that, you know, knew that that was a possibility, it would not have worked on the screen. It just, nah, no, that's just, that's a little too far. Trading that out and making it nuclear scare, yeah, worked way better on the screen, I thought. How about that Thanos at the end? Yeah, oh yeah. That was cool. There is a scene during the credits involving Thanos. 
there is no after the credits scene. That's already been clarified. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, that. Looks like he's gonna have to do it himself. The, uh, see, I see the thing was it's like you know when Thor goes to the to that pool and he's having that you know astral vision or whatever. I thought it was cool that they didn't show all the stones. Yeah, they only showed four of them. They finally tell you for sure which stone you know you're dealing with in in Loki's staff. You know, which I'm not really sure how I feel about that, but. I'm cool. With, I'm cool with it. At least we know where one of them is for sure now. I think I know where another one might be. I don't recall the uh, with the Guardians. <clears throat> well, yeah, but the next film's a two-parter. It's a what a 2017 and a 2018 release. Is that right on those? I think so. And I know they they announced this week they're shooting them back to back over a nine month span. Uh, so I guess 2017 is probably. I think right. that they'll be awesome too. Oh yeah, I want to talk and about. That, uh, that's that's another thing about this movie. You know, we're talking about it. it's not as you know, like I, like I said, I don't feel like it was as good as the first movie. Again, I cannot describe to you how I felt at the end of the first movie when I finally saw an Avengers movie that was awesome and not fucked up. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. So I don't know if it could have followed it. Also, this movie is it's filler. It's filler before that. You know, it's filler before the Infinity War. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good point in their telling of their stories with all these characters to basically bring them together, have an event happen that leads into more of the stuff that's going to be going on. Sequels are hard. I mean, you know, sequels are one of the hardest things to do. Got that Wakanda, uh, Wakanda reference in there. And uh, Whedon has done really great, I think, with the two films he's tackled. And uh, you know, I've been a fan of Whedon. Since Firefly and yeah. Serenity and all that, um, I want to talk about James Spader, who voiced Ultron. I thought I thought he had a fantastic voice, like a perfect voice for. Um, he definitely brought a certain kind of character yeah. to, to the. Agreed, and I think I think that initially it threw me off a little bit, but but on the drive here from the theater, I was thinking about it. It's like one of the things that threw me off is you know he's voicing this artificially intelligent character and he's using human uh, human speech affectations like you know he calls Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver guys mm-hmm. you know and just he he refers he speaks as though he's a human being he uses slang shortens words and initially that threw me off a little bit I was like I don't know that that will be right but we're talking about an extremely advanced artificial intelligence that learned I mean it has full access to human history through the internet, and see, I, I took it that it was more about because Tony Stark created it, and it sort of had part of his attitude to it. Possibly, you know, like a lot of the stuff he says, I could see Tony yeah. Stark saying, like if Tony Stark turned into an evil villain that wanted to destroy the world, Ultron. Yeah, absolutely. I In this telling, I can I can absolutely see that. Uh, you know, just like I said, I thought it it threw me a little initially, but after the fact. You know, it's an intelligent. It's an intelligent computer program. It's learn, It's teaching itself. Yeah. Uh, but overall, really, really satisfied with the movie. Now, you know, you talked about the Wakanda reference there a second ago. I thought that was awesome too. Yeah. Because I'm still, I'm still saying at some point, either on the Agents of Shield TV show, at some point in an upcoming movie, I don't know where. I still think that we're going to see the Masters of Evil. That'd be cool. Because, you know, we've seen we so many characters will. already. Ulysses Claw is in this movie. You see I him lose. About to... Yeah, you see him lose the arm in this movie. 
which leads, you know, that that leads down a whole storyline for him and how he ends up becoming just Claw. Uh, and that, for those of you who don't know, is, is uh, you know, that's a long-term Marvel villain. He's very weird, almost an elemental character. But it all it all dealt with vibranium and sound technology and the loss of an arm. Uh, also, one of the re- one of the little weird references that the the Korean doctor Cho that could that could very well lead into Radioactive Man, who's a master of evil. Mm. They've already cast somebody as Baron Zemo. I heard that last week. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but I'll post later. If I didn't post it already, but uh, so I'm I'm still you know we've already talked about you know the the characters that we've seen on Agents of Shield and in different movies already. All of these characters are Masters of Evil characters, so I I am expecting that to ha- that to happen at some point. Cool. Yeah, I was going to touch on Claw and mention now that he's injured because I completely forgot uh, Andy Circus. Yeah, was even in this film. Um, he was awesome. Dude. Yeah. Now that they've I mean, introduced him, I wonder if he'll be in the Black Panther film since you know Claw and Black I Panther it, were I big, so, big yeah. enemies forever. And you know he's been introduced now. We may even see. I, I forgot about that. The movie. Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know he could. I don't think it. I, I think it's too early to put him in that. But yeah, he, he may be in the Black Panther. He won't be in no Fantastic Four unless it's a different actor and a different version of the character. That's a True, Fox that's movie. Right, yeah. Fox. Yeah. And having seen that trailer on the big screen, I still don't care. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to do a giant size man thing goes to the movies again well, for yeah. that one. I mean, we might as well. I swear that must be a House of Cards prequel, man. I, I think I It is, it. dude. It's got Freddy <laughs> with the ribs. It's got the one journalist girl. And then Ant-Man's got uh, Corey Stoll, who was, uh, fuck, I can't think of his name. The bald guy, the politician. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't think of his character. He was only in one season. It, what it turns out is people in House of Cards cast are like, I want to fucking do some superhero movies. So they're all going for these superhero roles. Trying to get that they're like, Kevin Spacey already played Lex Luthor. we got to get up to his level. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get that superhero money. Well. Now that this one's out of the way, um, I mean, we'll go back to talk. But... Uh, as far as trailer was, I wasn't really. I mean, that man trailer we'd seen. You know what trailer pissed me seen. off? The one where everybody in the fucking world's drinking a goddamn Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like, come on, you know, Coca Cola doesn't even need to advertise. Everybody knows what Coke is. If you want Coke, you get Coke. Enough with the fucking Coke ads. They're getting to a. They're, they're beyond that, the point of absurdity. You know that San Andreas movie? I never. I had never seen a trailer. I know what I didn't. I had no clue that was a disaster movie. So I'm like, eh. You know? Dude, I watch it. I love disaster movies. I, I think they're fun. I don't watch them and be like, oh my god, this was the most amazing movie of all time. So well written. I just think they're fun because you I get was, to see crazy I just, I, shit. Because I, I always wonder what it would be like to be in a crazy, insane disaster. It's kind of cool to see. I was yeah, one of, one of the things that I noticed in the, you know in there when it first surfs up, you know when it shows, I guess. The Rock's girlfriend is on the phone, and she walks outside, and you see the the swimming pool sloshing. Yeah, I was just watching video that was shot from Nepal. From Nepal, I saw that same Nepal, video. Yeah, and it looked just just like, like that. that. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome, man!" You yeah. know, like a little attention to detail. That's just, cool. You know, too many times the with the with the natural disaster movies. They they kind of stretch it a little too far. I hope they don't do that with this one. I hope it's just a damn earthquake. You know, one really bad earthquake and everything goes to hell. You know. Yeah, I mean, if that's what it would probably be like if the San Andreas fault shifted in that way. Yeah. 
It would be really bad. Probably imagine the tidal waves yeah. caused by that. I am. I am. I'm, I'm like you. I'll, I'll. We'll go. We'll go see that one. Yeah, I'll go see it. Why not? I was hoping for a. Uh, just as far as seeing a trailer on a big screen, I was hoping to get a, a Mad Max trailer on the big screen. Damn, but I think what is that? The fifteenth. Yeah, I think it's, it's, only, comes it's out. like two weeks. So it's like two weeks away. I'm definitely going to see that. It's the next big one. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited because I heard the other day that it's not a it's not a reboot. It's another sequel. You know. It's like what happened to Mad Max after the end of Thunderdome. And I can't think of the director's name. George Miller. There you go. But he's done every one, so Yeah, and he's writing comics too that that are gonna tie into this. So I'm I'm actually really excited about that movie. You know, uh, again, like with the with the natural disaster movies, as long as it is what it's supposed to be, no. I don't have no issue with that. Right. I don't expect fucking Citizen Kane. It's a Mad Max movie. I I need desert and stuff blowing up and ridiculous vehicles and people wearing stupid masks and why are you dressed like that in the desert? And dirty little honkies. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> so Okay, let's let's talk let's do a few things with the Age of Ultron here. Um who do you think stole the show? Like if there's one character that Ah uh, Spader stole the show. Spader stole the show, I think. So who do you have one, Steve? Man, this is hard for me. <laughs> I'm one of those people I never pick a favorite. I never pick well, favorites. I always favorite. like everybody. Like, what was the biggest standout character? I just like them all so much. I don't feel like any of them were better than the other one. Mine was, uh, and they're odd ones. I Scarlet really, Witch was badass, though. I liked I thought she was badass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Spader's voice... Uh, I liked him too. I thought Vision for what we see of him. Paul Bettany was awesome. That was cool. That was a cool yeah. vision. And uh, I really liked Quicksilver, even though I think he only had maybe like actual ten speaking words in the entire movie. You know, you saw him quite a yeah. bit. You didn't see him. He was cool words, though. But, you but know? Played, Quicksilver, played, you know, yeah. with his ten with his ten speaking lines in the movie, he played that character the help. Because oh, yeah. Pietro Maximoff, I re- he was in uh, X Factor back in the day, back you know, back in the nineties when they did the Extinction Agenda and stuff like that. They they split off and there was a new team of X Factor. He was in that. He's a dick. Like the character's a dick, and that's how that, that yeah. that's kind of how. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. If you were walking down the street and you saw like some stupid looking sixteen year old. Baggy clothes, skateboarding, smoking a joint, rolling down on a skateboard, being like, "What's up, bro?" Would you think that's Quicksilver? No. Do you hear that, Fox? <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, let me reiterate. My answer was no. All right, just checking. I did like the Marvel. I said it already, and I know, but I. Just, I like the Marvel Quicksilver significantly better. I think they utilized him a whole lot better. You know, it's like that. Any scene where he was like this, the scene with the train wreck, where Captain America just looks at him, he's like, you know, deal with the bystander, you know, deal with the people in, in our path, and like he just runs out of the train and is like moving people out of the yeah, that was the awesome. Hit him. I was like, they did more with that character right there than Fox did in that entire damn movie. There were some awesome parts in that movie, even like, like I love the part where Hawkeye's talking to Scarlet Witch and be like, but once you come out of that door, you're an Avenger. Yeah. And then a couple minutes yeah, later, she comes out blasting. Yeah. And you know what? Even though they've technically changed her powers, they really haven't changed her powers. Like, she, with the powers that they gave her, she can probably still do the shit that she did. Probably. You know, I'm sure they like, probably did that on purpose. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that that's a character that, 
you know, the, they've there's been a lot of talk about it on the internet for the last couple of weeks, especially well, you know, especially since Thursday when the movie premiered. Uh, far more dangerous a character than anybody realizes, you know. Especially, you know, if if you want to read something that's phenomenally good, it was the lead into House of M. Uh, you know, with with uh, Scarlet Witch, her pro- she uses her probability altering powers after a psychological break to undo reality, like all of reality. It creates like a, another another timeline, you know, because she wipes out all the mutants on Earth. Well, not all of the mutants, but like it was something some ridiculous number, like ninety eight point six percent of them or some shit. Just they either stopped existing or stopped being mutants. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. The, uh, <laughs> you know, the end when everything's blowing up, and, you know, Scarlet Witch is tore up over Quicksilver's death, and Vision is the one that comes back and kind of saves her. Seems, like, a, seems like that was a nod to the, that that uh, that uh, miniseries of Vision and Scarlet Vision. Witch. Well, which, I mean, that was one of the weird... They, that's one of the odder relationships. They do get it on and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. it seems obviously... I'm sorry, but if I could get a robot, I would take it. But, you know, it but seems he's not like, really a robot, you know? A cyborg, or whatever. I mean, it seems like somebody a, who's not human. It seems please, like a so tired of humans. Nod, because you know they could have anybody come and say, or they could have had her just, you know, what I'm saying go off. But it seems like a direct nod that we're specifically going to have. I, I, I believe that that's probably a little bit of character set up there. Yeah. Because I, mean, I thought it was Spider Man 2099 that said, "I must have not been paying attention." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's like that. That that actually had a lot to do with the with the Avengers disassembled story. Which was the you know what I was talking about with her unmaking reality, uh, you know it's like it was it was over some stuff that happened involving her relationship with the Vision character and how everyone else did some. It's a huge deal. Just get on the internet and read about Scarlet uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Cool. Uh, I liked at the end. When they almost say Avengers Assemble, yeah, <laughs> that was that was cool. I like how they did that. Yeah, it was a good lead in. I like. I think. I think the. I think the 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 next team's gonna be really cool. It's got a. I did too. It's actually, got a cool layout. You know, you got Vision. You know, Vision, Scarlet Witch, War Machine, uh, standing in for Tony Stark. You know, I loved. I loved the. Uh, I loved War Machine in this movie. He didn't have a whole lot of parts, but he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Will we have Spider Man though? That's the big thing. Cause As an Avenger? Or at least in the film. You know, because where, he, you know, where he's coming, which film has not been... I still think it's going to be Civil War. A lot of people think it'll be next Avengers. But, you know, you never know. Either way, they're bringing him in for a reason. They wouldn't go through all the total just to make him have like a cameo and be like, all right, we're done. Yeah, it's going to be never know. just pointless. Because obviously we can we can clearly see by now they have plenty of opportunities with these movies to do just little cameos that they do not do. Like sometimes okay. I wish there were there was a little bit more cameos. Well, honestly, I, I, that's one of the cool things about going ahead. By like I want to see Daredevil pop up in Civil War, but he's probably not. Um, I, that's one of the cool things about you know when you go out and buy it on Blu-ray or DVD, you can go back and fucking micro-examine everything. I used to try to do that shit before I go see the movie, and it would just ruin the movie for me. So, you know, it's like now, instead of doing it before the movie, I'll wait and do it when it comes out on DVD. It's like, oh, look, hey, look at that in the background, you know. It's like, hey, look at that headline stuck up on the wall in Daredevil, you know. Yeah. 
just you know, tiny little Easter eggs that you don't catch. I love the Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. It was pretty cool. I thought that was I thought that was very cool, you know. Uh, just the, the the movie was pretty well done, you know. My my complaints about it are not legitimate. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it was the number one greatest movie of all time, but I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it was worth what we paid to see it. Oh hell yeah, it was it was awesome. I had a good time and watching. You know, it. I think it, if I want to see it again, which I, I I do, I would I would probably get the 3D route because. It looked like it would have been awesome in 3D, didn't it? There were some scenes where I was like, I bet that looked sweet in yeah. 3D. The, the, whole, the, the whole cult buster fight would have been awesome in 3D. When they're fighting just the however millions of... Oh, yeah, when they're fighting all those tons of robots. Yeah. That, that was, scene that was awesome. one thing. That was, that was a cool things, scene anyway. That was one of the things that really impressed me about the... the they, they really threw some attention to detail at the, at the Ultron... Uh, at the the million Ultrons or whatever, that's typical of that freaking character. You know, there's a million copies of me. You can never get rid of me. And he did. Did you notice, especially in the scene where they were fighting, the the scene with Ulysses Claw, where he was jumping back and forth between multiple copies of himself? Yeah. yeah. It's like he he was having the conver- he was having conversations with every one of the Avengers, but none of them were anywhere near where they were at. Like, yeah, and it was just like boom. I mean this one, and you had to watch the color of the eyes because they were they had blue eyes until he was in them, then they had red eyes. Yeah, you know, and even uh, you know, I saw several of the different classic Ultron bodies in there. You know, the, I just I thought that they they did an excellent excellent job, and that's why I thought Spader stole the show. You know, it's like it was part of not Spader Ultron. I think Ultron stole the show. You know, he was a great villain, and they they utilized him. Really well. Yeah, I like I liked him as a villain. Was, if he's gone, it's going in, I wasn't. I was iffy if I would like him as a villain. If he's I didn't not know. gone, then great. But you know, yeah, he, he they could. I mean, they you could know, bring, like said, you know, he bring back any villain back. they want yeah, to. I mean, you know, he in, could be in back. the Marvel universe. Well, and too, you know, you look at there's that that's another aspect of the character, the way they've utilized him. You know, it's like the. The Ultron intel, the Ultron artificial intelligence actually was what the Infinity Stone was encased in, instead of the Infinity Stone itself. So, yeah, that kind of makes you look at Thanos a little bit differently with having the having the staff on Earth all along. Like, in, he had a backup plan, and they just accidentally activated it. Yeah, it's weird. We're under attack. There's a million. Oh my God. The stink bugs have approached. We have stink bug Ultrons. Uh, Black Widow got a lot of screen time in this Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Which I thought was pretty cool. I actually liked that character. Even if... I mean, I wasn't particularly crazy about her trying to start a romance with Bruce Banner. But, whatever. For the most part, I like her character. Would you guys... Uh, do you guys? First of all, do you guys want a Black Widow movie? I was yeah. about to go for the sake of what you saw, like her flashbacks and stuff. Um, there's a lot there, and I think a lot that could work. And if you go as far as say, well, you know, she needs her own soul, you must well say the Hawkeye needs his because. Well, yeah, but I just I'm talking about yeah that. because you know, or even you know, like a superhero buddy movie between the two of them. Oh, that would be you cool. Know, that would be cool. Uh, it'd be a good way to go because you know, I mean, he's he would he would kind of even though he is as every bit as dangerous as she is. You get a little humor there with him. 
but but I think I think that that's you know what just the. I mean, probably not going to get that. No, no, I don't but know. it'd be cool. I think. I, I, I don't I think Marvel's it. seems to be. It, to me, it it looks like Marvel is not interested in go, in going backwards. Yeah, I think they you know and being they, like, let's do a movie about this character's backstory, even though this character's already established in this universe. Yeah. I don't think they're interested. You know, in they had all the personally. phases already planned and scheduled. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able. Let's try to squeeze. Let's delay something to squeeze this in. Even if know. in the next phase they decided to do a Black Widow movie, I think that it would be about something that was currently going on. Maybe it'd have some flashbacks in it or something. Possibly, yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I think with that character too, you don't want to give her. She doesn't have an arch nemesis because she kills him. But she could get one in this world. I think the I think probably the best thing that they could do, especially being that they've addressed it, was there was a the, you know there was a Black Widow series that, that well it was where they introduced the the other Black Widows, and you know that whole series was basically her fighting the person that came after her as Black Widow. That could um, be interesting. It was a it was a great read, man. It's a really great book. Uh, Either way, I'm pumped about Captain Marvel when that finally comes out. Yeah, God, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's a little ways away. Go the on. next movie we're all going to see probably, I guess, would be Ant Man. That we're going to do a giant size man things goes to the movies for, I guess. And then it'd be Is there some, anything before that? Well, not superhero wise. I think that that's when that's June and July and Fantastic Four is August. I think. Yeah. Um, can we talk about going forward? Past Age of Ultron, the the next Marvel film, like in this cinematic universe, is uh, Civil War. No, it's Ant Man. Well, I, I mean, it is Ant Man and stuff, but I, I meant going with following. I'm gonna be big, curious as to how Ant Man yeah. fits in with the rest of it. Probably very it, loose. It looks, it looks very self-contained. Yeah, I think it's a very loose. Yeah, there's probably gonna be some slight references. Yeah, and you know, we're, I mean, we're looking at monstrous monstrous character changes for that movie uh it's not going to be i mean it's they're they're kind of twisting the timeline a little bit i hope they bring him into infinity war randomly somewhere yeah but i i think that that's going to be the probably the part that surprised that i think it's going to surprise me how they're how they're going to work it in with everything else yeah um, but, but you know and somebody i was reading a uh a, a discussion group the other day and somebody was like you know either version of Ant-Man either the older version or the or the version that we're going to see in the movie uh, with Paul Rudd either one of those characters could have been in every Marvel movie that we've seen and we just didn't realize it was them or we didn't realize that they were even there yeah and that could be established with a series of flashbacks you know and like the I mean, it's obviously. I feel like it's the, it's obvious at this point that even in this movie, Hank Pym is was Ant Man first when he was younger or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I I he maybe he did shit with Shield way back in the day or something. I don't know. Possibly because you know they've already established this whole big Shield history. Yeah. And like they've even referenced the Howling Commandos and all that kind of stuff a, a did lot. You, did you catch the reference to the Invaders? No. I didn't catch it. Uh, the, uh, what was it? He was he was talking about uh, this. This becomes this, and it's like invaders. Invaders become Avengers. Oh. And the, the the invaders, you know, that was the basically the first superhero group in Marvel. Really, uh, they were you know circa World War Two, World War uh, World War Two. Uh, 
you know, you had Captain America, uh, the Howling Commandos, but then you also had Namor, uh, the Submariner, uh, the original Human Torch, who was an android, uh, a young a young kid who had the same powers as him. They called Toro, Bucky. You know, those characters made it. You know, they had a, a guy that had super speed who they called the Wizard. Those characters made up. They were they were Marvel's Golden Age heroes. They don't do a whole lot with those characters ever, right. but they are there. They're part of Captain America's history. Um, so after Ant Man is gonna, it will the Civil War is the next one. Right? Well, yeah, that is uh, the next Marvel. What movie I meant earlier is like, is it Civil War or is it Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, which one's first? I, think I can't remember. I think it's Civil War. It's Civil War. See, Panther's like 2018 and stuff, but yeah. what I was saying is... I think it's Civil War. I had it wrong, but I meant... Because, you know, the only two that's really been uh, tied on is uh, Captain America and Iron Man. That, that's the only thing that's really been... That they're definitely in Civil War. And that's why I was... Is, from, how do you go from here, you know, to there, you right. know, and, you know, moving forward, I wonder if it would be nice to see how that connects and how that gets... Yeah, I got a big feel. I got a feeling you'll probably want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. They'll probably lead into that. Absolutely. Well, and, and There'll probably I, be a lot about whatever the Civil War is over going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I yeah, guess. and you're, I think you're right about it being Civil War than Thor Ragnarok because Thor was not present during the Civil War. Uh, Stark clones him. That's what the Ragnarok is. Yeah, the character, <laughs> the character, and that character ultimately ends up being named Ragnarok, but he's this batshit crazy clone of Thor that's got like circuitry in his head because they couldn't get the clone to turn out exactly right because they were trying to clone a god. Yeah. Or not a god, an incredibly advanced alien species. Right. Um, and as a guardian. Right. You know, and then, you know, and for those of you who don't know, when Thor did come back to Earth and found out about that, he was not happy. But. I, I I could actually you know there were there were several times during this movie where I could definitely see the beginning of Civil War. Yeah, like the nerves getting stretched thin, like the conversation between Stark and uh, you know uh, Captain, Captain America, Captain America while they, were, while they were busting wood and at yeah. the end of it, you know, Cap just tears a piece of wood apart as though he busted it. Well, I think that kind of a, a little bit in this movie it established like clearly all these guys are working together to save the world, but at the same time they don't seem to all they're, see eye to eye. They're not on the same page. No. Okay. Uh, to answer your question, Jimmy, Phase Two ends with Ant Man. Okay. And then it's then it's uh, Civil War is May the sixth, and then Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is after Civil War. November fourth. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Guardians. Here we go. Guardians is 2017. Woo! And then Thor Ragnarok is November of 2017. So you're well. And then uh, five movies away from the. Then uh, Avengers: Infinity War is May 4th, 2018. Black Panther Mm -hmm. July 6th, 2018. Captain Marvel. Woo! And then uh, Infinity War Part Two is 2019, and Inhumans is 2019. I don't think you guys understand. When that Captain Marvel movie comes out, you guys are going to have to, like, put me into, like, a help group or something. (laughs) Because I will probably buy every single piece of merch they put out for that movie. They're already putting out merch for that movie. I haven't seen it yet. There's t-shirts already. Well, yeah, but... Well, they're more based on the comic. Yeah, I think those are more based on the comic, but, like, I want those, too. But, uh... When when they actually start putting out merch for that movie, oh my god, I'm gonna have little birthday <laughs> plates of it and stupid crap like that. It'll be stupid. The 
stuff that you buy, and then six months after the movie, you're like, why did I buy all this shit? Yeah. <laughs> if this is correct, what what I'm reading... Like, I'm going to be in here with Captain Marvel birthday blowers, like... Uh, Infinity Wars will not be directed by Whedon. No. Good. It's the I'm Russo, sick of Whedon. The Russo, Russo Brothers. Brothers. I'm actually sick of Whedon, That's, you guys. They, they directed... Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. They're doing Civil War. Uh, and they're doing both of those. And there hasn't been a director for Marvel and Humans. Ragnarok. And it's got an untitled Spider-Man coming out 2017. That hasn't been... There's no director slated for that. I'm not going to be surprised if we don't see some dates moving around, though. Yeah. And I'm sick of Whedon. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of the guy. Yeah, but if it weren't for him, we wouldn't be having the discussion we're having right now. Maybe that is true. I agree, but I'm ready for somebody else to take the the mantle. Man, after, after I feel like he's sick of it the way how he talks about it all the time. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's you been know, the last huge chunk of his life. So I don't want him to do it anymore because he obviously is developing like a hatred for it. It seems like I don't think he hates it. He's I talking a he lot of shit. Move, I just think he wants to move on to something else. Then he know? should. Agreed. Let's get him out of the door. Kiss his ass goodbye. He's not this glorious god that everyone makes him out to be. In my opinion. That's my opinion. A lot of people hold that guy really high up. And I don't think he's that badass, honestly. Like, I like some of his stuff, but... Just about everything... he's glorious. Just about everything he touches turns to gold. He's, He's due for a dog, though. So yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, in in light of that and the fact that he is kind of, I think, burning out on superheroes a little bit. Yeah, time for him to go. But he's already made that decision himself. So good, good, smart idea, I think. But you know, I put this is random. It's way off topic. Uh, how, how did you guys feel about the Terminator trailer? Because I don't really. I have laughed because how ridiculous it looks. I'll tell you what I put together in this. Going back to, like, the House of Cards taking over. Uh, <laughs> this is a different show takes court. over. What about Game of Thrones kind of taking over, uh, particularly the role of Sarah Connor? Being well, I, think that's, I think that's... Who is that? I think it's good casting. I didn't notice who that was. It's, it's uh, Amelia Clark. Who's Amelia Clark? Who's she playing on Game of Thrones? Daenerys. Oh, is that her? But God, if you go like back even further, when so the Sarah Connor Chronicles was on, Sarah Connor was... Uh, Lena Headey, which is uh, Cersei. So it's like really? two Game of Thrones women have played Sarah Connor now. Uh, so, uh, wow. Well, I want to be a friend of Sarah Connor. Did you guys notice in the movie they pronounced it Sarah? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, dude. Go back and watch that trailer. Instead of saying Sarah, see, the guy's like, Sarah. See, all right. Here's something I'm curious about. It's a huge thing for Matt Smith. Matt Smith has been cast in that movie. But they have not featured him on a trailer. You know, this is one of the. This is the guy that played the Eleventh Doctor on Doctor Who. Maybe he just does a voice. I don't know. I, I think it's maybe he does the voice for the digitally animated Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? I think it's fucked up that we haven't seen it though, because I mean, it's it's supposed to be a pretty big role. But I don't know who he's playing, and they haven't shown him. Period. So. But yeah, I I'll go see it. It's the fucking Terminator, and it's Arnold. And we're going to see Arnold fight Arnold. I don't you know? know if I will go and see it unless I'm just in a random mood to see it when it's out some random day. But I will definitely watch it at some point. In time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I thought that I thought that after that last movie, that should have been the last one for many years. Which last movie? The the one that uh, are you talking about? Judgment Day or Salvation? Salvation. Did you like Salvation? I never I saw it. I thought Salvation was the best one. 
Uncle in my Sol- personal Uncle opinion. Salvation was actually fantastic. That was the Christian Bell one, right? Yeah. yeah. I never saw one, man. Dude, that, watch it, dude. This is the, it's my favorite one. Yeah, I know that that's blasphemy because it doesn't have I mean, Arnold in it. It focuses on the big war, which was yeah. that always interests me. Um, it's the most sci-fi-ish of all of them, probably. Being, let me talk about this real quick. Being nerds and stuff, what did you guys think about the trailer Pixels? Okay, I'll tell you <laughs> what right now. It's like, I want to see this movie, but can we get the ca- a cast yeah. change, please? Like somebody, let's, Come let's on, take this. Peter Dinklage is in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need to. See, I don't want to see another Adam Sandler movie in my life. Kevin I don't think. James and Kevin James. I just don't need that. It, you know, it seems well, like. Well, that's I mean, he's pissed off the entire nation of American Indians. Oh yeah, I know. So you he know, his, I bet you that his movie will bomb because of that. His career is probably over, but the, and the only reason he's in this movie is because it had already been made. Yeah, so, I kind of I agree with you, dude. I hadn't seen this trailer, so when you you see the opening and it's talking about you know NASA sending this shit into space, Man, I, thought like, was, yeah. I thought it was going to be the I, sequel to Independence Day. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, at first I thought that, and then I was like, Dude, I have not like, seen it either. And I was like, maybe this is some kind of horror film, but I was like, it's odd to be showing a horror film. And then you see that giant fucking Pac-Man eating through the city. I'm like, what the hell is this? Because I had not even seen, you know. I, I just want to see Donkey Kong. Yeah. A 3D version of Donkey Kong. That no, that's a, that's a movie that I will that I will legally watch for free. I will not pay for it. I'll watch it for free just for the video game references to yeah. see if it was even worth it for that. I just don't like Adam Sandler. I'm tired of him, too. Why don't Adam Sandler and Joss Whedon make a movie together? Maybe it'll revitalize their careers. Not that Joss Whedon needs his career revitalized, but probably Adam Sandler does. Well, you know all the Whedon fans are going to be... Oh, they're going to be mad at me right well, now. Well, no, but they'll all be begging him to go back to the Firefly universe. Because they've been asking oh, yeah, that that's for what they'll do. Or more Buffy. Which, yeah, they've been asking about Buffy, we want more Buffy! They'll want him to be onto something else. Or go back to those. They really are obsessed with that Buffy. And, and uh, agreed, yeah. I mean, but Buffy fans are, man, they are sometimes rabid in yeah, their fandom. I know a couple uh, of them. I don't, they I mean, I'm not, I'm not can be frightening. talking smack about them or by any means because I don't want to get stabbed in my sleep. See, frightening. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie, but when Buffy was on, I watched Buffy because, yeah, I thought it was cool. I didn't yeah. get into it. It started out hokey as hell, but by the end, it was it was pretty badass. Like I you know, can't get into vampires, man. They do a lot. It, it became more monster hunting than vampires. Like vampires become like it turns out like as the way they wrote the show, the vampires are like the bitches of the monster world. To be totally honest, the only thing I've ever liked that is about vampires was graveyard say, shift. Okay, that comic. <laughs> I was. Horrified by the possibility that you might say Twilight. What about no, like, no, no. <laughs> like um, what was that Tom Cruise movie? Interview with a Vampire. Dude, if, if you don't like vampires, then I wouldn't recommend that. I'd recommended you watch uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. If you're not into vampires, wait. I also liked um, the only other vampire thing I liked other than Graveyard Shift was Let the Right One In. Oh yeah, yeah. that was fucking good. That was bitching. But, I don't know, usually it's just, I don't know, it's too cheesy usually. There's a, it's too ridiculous for me. The guy that directed Old, Old Boy and uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance, the Vengeance trilogy, Chamwood Park, made a vampire movie. Called Thirst. Called Thirst. <laughs> Let me tell you, watch that one. Well, I'll try, they, I guess. They go, they go into some interesting places in that movie. 
They used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. I've got a copy. Of that Booty Flicks. Yeah. <laughs> that Booty Flicks! All right, you guys, you know, I'm about, the show's pretty much over. I wish we could sit around and talk about Avengers and Ultron even more. Because it was just so awesome. It was so excellent. I'm going to cry now because I can't see it again immediately. Seriously. I would let that guy drag his balls across my knees again to oh watch Age of Ultron. Did you even mention that shit during the show? Uh, I can't remember if we like did. Right I think we did. Didn't you we? mentioned it, but you didn't tell the story. Well, we basically went into the movie theater. Ah! It's on you. Ah! We basically went to the movie theater, sat down to get our seats, and then a man and another man, two men, came and uh, the last two dragged their balls. Against our kneecaps so they could get past us to sit down in their seats. And then they were, uh, the guy, the ball dragger. The ball dragger. He <laughs> The ball dragger. He literally, I'm not making this up, he ate, because he sat beside me, uh, and then another guy sat beside him, but he literally ate two large bags of popcorn by himself. That guy must be rich! That's what I was thinking. And then the, the, the non-ball dragger, the guy that was with The non-ball dragger. I don't know if he was doing cocaine. He kept making this, like... Yeah, it was, it was loud. It was dude. loud as it was shit. Loud as Every hell. ten minutes, I thought he had a uh, what's that um, inhaler? I don't know if he was doing an inhaler. And then yeah. I would watch him. My aunt, one of the oldest, and he in was the just back he in was just motherfuckers used to used to get a bottle of Afrin and dump the dump the medicine out, put their coke in it. What if he was doing uh, that? <laughs> so there's one last thing I want to say before we end the show. If you go to a movie, don't drag your balls across. People. Well, that. <laughs> that too ESA but I just remembered when we were talking about the Coca-Cola commercials there's one thing I gotta comment on there was this Coca-Cola was it a Coca-Cola commercial the one with the arms around yeah it was Coca-Cola okay yeah there was a Coca-Cola commercial that just showed all these situations where people were in a movie theater couples were in a movie theater putting their arms around each other in a movie theater and it was basically this one dude was too nervous to do it, and it kept showing him. And then finally, the girl put his arm around him. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, "Fuck you, Coca Cola! You're gonna show this this commercial at a at a movie full of nerds who probably do not have girlfriends or boyfriends." I was really afraid you were gonna put your arm around me. Still. I was like, "Fuck you, Coca Cola! <laughs> Thanks for making me feel like shit right before I've been wa- right before I'm trying to see this movie that I've been waiting forever for." I'm all excited. I see this commercial and now I feel lonely. So I'm sitting watching the Avengers the whole time lonely. You could have put your arm around us. Because of Coca-Cola. You were in the middle. You could have put both your arms around us. Fuck Coca-Cola. <laughs> Fuck them. I should have put my arm over the ball dragger at that moment. You know what? Like... You see all this Coca-Cola shit? In the... <laughs> that Coca-Cola commercial where all the people have Cokes and shit? And the one in the theater and stuff? Where the fuck is this Coca-Cola community at? I want to go there. I want to like. Where? Those people look like they have awesome lives. Where's that I, rich theater where everybody <coughs> has a large popcorn and a large soda? Oh, know? yeah, that's the rich man. Yeah, that must be, you know, where the hell is that theater at? It's not at a fucking Carmack, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's probably some, <laughs> there's some theater in, like, rich neighborhood where I guess it's normal. But I'm telling you, that Coke thing. You know, we could probably have a whole show dedicated to the theaters, because when the hell is a marquee $9 you know, for 2D? Sometimes... People get lucky, nerds get lucky and meet that nerd girl, that nerd guy that goes with them just great. But that does not happen a lot, unfortunately, in this world. So fuck you, Coca-Cola, for rubbing it in our faces. God damn, show that shit in front of a romance movie, not the Avengers. (laughs) God. Next thing you know, we're going to go see Ant-Man and there's going to be a condom commercial. I'm like, oh my god! (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) 
Would it be the guys too nervous to put it on so the girl puts it on for them? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious about this shit? I don't know, man. I, I did, It didn't affect me at all. I was just glad that guy didn't rub his balls on me. Yeah, you missed <laughs> I missed the ball. My I knees. didn't miss the ball. Here's but the thing. They, they, didn't, they missed me. He they like, landed on me like... <laughs> Y'all got tea back. He was like a or larger like man, so you know, I, I kind of had my knees pulled up, and I guess he I, he had to have sweatpants or I don't know what the hell he had. Do I feel like when he was walking across me, he purposely stuck his ass close <laughs> to my face? Where I was like, he brushed across <laughs> my knees, and you, you could feel them like you, they were dribbling, you were, they were rolling on down. Yeah, All right, we better end the show. We're going over. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, if you're out there, ball dragger, speak up. We'll bring you on the show. Yeah, you can be on the show, ball dragger. <laughs> no, we ain't bringing that motherfucker on the show. <laughs> Y'all want to be locked in a room with him? He's going to drag his balls all over you. Sometimes the balls must be dragged. But well, I don't have to be a part of it. What shall be done must be done. <laughs> so it is written. Have you ever so seen that? You ever seen that movie, Wrong Cops? <laughs> no. Oh my god, dude. Watch that movie one day. Trust me. It is out there weird. All right, everybody. I guess we're out. Thanks for listening. Also, if you're going to watch Game of Thrones later, make sure you eat a plate of 500 chicken legs. Goodbye.